Buccaneer training camp starts a week from tomorrow. And Steve Isbitz from Joe Bucks Fan is on. We're going to talk about that. And right before training camp, I think it's a week from today, he will reveal the rest of the list. We did some of them, the, tenny, the 20, rather, worst Buccaneers of the last 10 years. Steve, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Ron. How are you? Good, man. Good to have you on. I was surprised on that list that you have a current Buccaneer, Daquan Bowers. Tell us why. Well, you know, you got to be honest, right? Yep. <laughs> I appreciate your honesty. No, hey, uh, look, Bowers is just simply has been a disappointment, and there's been lots of disappointing players, but we tried to weigh on the list uh, expectations for a guy versus what he's actually produced, but not punish him for injury. Now, Bowers has been injured a lot, but the bottom line and the biggest element here for us on the list was that the guy came into training camp last year and was out of shape. And he was healthy, and his coach was telling everybody he was going to be a double-digit sack guy. And actually on JoeBucksFan.com, we we had been the first to report that Bowers took a knee during uh, practice and was sucking wind, and and he was just just out of it. And Greg Schiano put him in in preseason last year, gave him extra time, half games. He was playing into the third quarter, and he still couldn't beat future beer truck drivers and – and pizza delivery guys who were out there with the third team of other of other NFL uh, offenses there. So he's just been a huge disappointment, and it doesn't look like that's going to change. It doesn't, huh? I was going to ask you. It was going to lead into the next question, Steve. What are Lovey Smith's plans for him, and do you know or have heard of what shape he's in now? Yeah, uh, Bowers, uh, at the, he was put on IR for the last week of the season last year, which was a little bit weird. And nobody really cared much anymore, but Bill Sheridan, the defensive coordinator, said that Bowers was going to have uh, a knee surgery procedure and that he thought it would really help him going into this offseason. Well, Bowers did. I heard he had lap band surgery. <laughs> I don't know. He's, uh, he actually put out on Twitter a few weeks ago he was looking for a personal chef, so I guess life is good. Uh, but anyway, he, uh, he had this surgery, and Bowers put out on Twitter maybe uh, six weeks ago, two months ago or so, saying that uh, he finally felt, uh, felt pretty good. But it wasn't major surgery, so who knows with this guy. He just doesn't seem like he has the commitment, and they've got other guys in the mix. All right, speaking of health issues, do you think Carl Nix will play this year? Uh, no, uh, I don't. Uh, it is a bit of a mystery. Uh, mainly, probably the biggest part of the mystery is that Lovey Smith stood on the podium and said Carl Nix passed his physical, and we don't expect anybody on this team, including Carl Nix, to have a problem on day one of training camp. But I, I just don't see it. Uh, I've heard some rumblings that it's just not going to happen, and, and we'll see. But I don't think the Bucks can count on it, and they'd be really foolish if they did. You wrote a piece, too, concerning the Buccaneers' first regular season game against the Panthers. Do you believe Greg Hardy, who was found, I guess, was he found guilty? Basically, they said he did assault that woman. Will he play? Will he be suspended before then? Absolutely. He was found guilty. I mean, it's really an incredible uh, incredible story of everything that was going on there, but he was found guilty, a court of law, of assaulting uh, his uh, ex-girlfriend, and really some crazy stuff came out in that whole uh, in that whole story of things he was saying to her and whatnot. And, you know, uh, look, guilty is guilty. And the NFL has this longstanding policy. They don't meddle until the courts get involved, no matter how ugly it looks. We saw that with Aqib Tlaib. We've seen some of that with Ray Rice. And, but now Greg Hardy's guilty. And it would just be really a travesty if Roger Goodell doesn't suspend this guy and the Bucks open up with the Panthers. And Hardy is a, is a huge uh, – that guy, huge part of the uh, what makes their the Panthers' defense so 
so awesome. And hopefully the Bucks will catch a break. But, you know, I really don't know the details of the NFL labor agreement as far as whether Hardy can appeal. And if he appeals a, uh, a discipline from Goodell, maybe that would buy a week. And maybe that would buy him opening day. I don't know. I don't know when he can appeal and all that kind of stuff. So we'll see. There's also a chance, because of the way the court case ran, there's a chance he's going to appeal this as well because they're really we're just relying on the uh, on the, the girlfriend's testimony and a weird 911 call and some other things. So I wouldn't be shocked if Hardy pushes this. All right. And you have in here some information of Josh McCown leading the team in a – at a Tampa location before the OTAs. Do you see from what you um, have gathered that he is a leader and that he has been accepted as such? Yeah, absolutely. He's been, uh, he's been blown away. Uh, excuse me. He's blown away his teammates, his coaches as a leader. They even, you know, I remember Jeff Tedford and actually was uh, the uh, quarterback's coach, Marcus Arroyo, telling me that McCown changed the playbook. That He came mm-hmm. in and said, no, we've got to do this. We've got to tweak this and this. This fits in better. So the leadership has been all over the place with him. And, yeah, he did hold private practices before OTAs in Tampa, and he got 100% attendance from, uh, from the offense uh, in order to jumpstart this thing. And, honestly, he had told me this was something he did with Jay Cutler in Chicago because, if you remember, the Bears last year had a new coach, new offense with Mark Tressman, and they had the number two ranked offense in the NFL. So McCown's trying to duplicate that. Uh, to start quickly, because the reality, Ron, is the guy's 35 years old. If he doesn't have a good start, his career's done. And he also would like to duplicate throwing to the two big wide receivers he had in Chicago and in Alshon Jeffrey and in Brandon Marshall, and he had other options there as well. Do you see, a, obviously in size, it's similar with Vincent Jackson, Mike Evans, and Safarian Jenkins, all six five, big, tough guys. Do you see him being able to duplicate the success of throwing to those targets? You know, I do, but I think everybody needs to dial it back a little bit with how fast they expect Mike Evans and Austin Safarian Jenkins to adjust and, and grasp the NFL. Mike Evans, Ron, is 20 years old. He's still 20 years old. Wow. He's admitted that the playbook is mind-blowing for him. And, yeah, all he's got to do is jump up and catch the ball. But this isn't going to be backyard football like a lot of what he was doing with Johnny Manziel at Texas A&M. And I think it's going to take him time to adjust. Safarian Jenkins pretty much missed the whole spring uh, between school commitments and he's recovering from, from a uh, broken foot and foot surgery. And that's not always the easiest injury to come back from, from a, for a really big man. And Safarian Jenkins is a really huge dude. So, I mean, I think they're going to be gr- great. These guys will be great players, but I just don't think – that it might that it's going to happen necessarily in September. Lovey Smith's defenses are always, or most of the time, have been in the top ten. How good can this defense be this year? I, I think it can be there. I, I really do. I mean, gosh, they were seventeenth with Greg Schiano running all those stupid line stunts and some of the garbage that they were putting out there. So, yeah, I, I really think they have, they've got key elements for a top ten defense. And really, I think one of the biggest question marks is Michael Johnson, you know, the, uh, the big money defensive end. Can he get to the passer, you know, with an elite defensive end, excuse me, elite, elite defensive tackle with Gerald McCoy next to him? Can Johnson bounce back? Because he had three and a half sacks last year, which isn't great. They said in Cincinnati that he played well. He just had some bad luck and didn't get a lot of sacks. But uh, he, needs, he needs to have a monster year. And I think if he does, then, then they'll be right there, top ten defense. Steve, biggest strength, biggest weakness for the Buccaneers this season in your mind? Uh, man, the biggest weakness has got to be the offensive line. Again, I don't have confidence in Carl Nix. Even if he comes back, what's he going to look like? Nix had even 
talked when he when he was talking in early April, talking about well maybe you know, Lovey said if I'm 80 percent that's still pretty good. So the offensive line, you know, that you can't just gel an offensive line instantly like that. I think they're they're going to have some trouble there, no matter how they want to want to deal with it. As far as the greatest strength, uh, the greatest strength I think is going to be the athleticism of the team. I think it's a very athletic team on a lot of levels. Um, and and hopefully the offensive coordinator can be cre- creative enough to take advantage of that. Lovey, for certain, is going to take advantage of that on the defensive end. You're going to see a quick swarming defense, and the athleticism, we'll see how elite it, it can really be and what they can do with it. Uh, a couple of sources had the Buccaneers, well, one, Fox Sports 1, last in the NFL, ProFootballTalk.com, I think 26. Where do you put them? How do you see this season? I know we haven't even got to, to training camp, but – with what's happened, the acquisitions and the new coaching staff, give us what you feel uh, how the Bucks are going to be this year. Yeah, it's it's early. Bottom line, uh, I'm not afraid to say it. I mean, Josh McCown is. We're hoping for a miracle. We're hoping for an absolute miracle. So if 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 I don't want to believe in miracles, if I want to be more objective, yeah, I think they're a bottom third of the NFL team because they have a bottom level quarterback and the fourth-best QB in the division, and, and almost everything working against them as far as not having a great offensive line, a new coordinator to the NFL. So I don't know how you take Josh McCown with this offense and predict in July that they're going to be a winning football team. I think that's very, very difficult to do. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't buy the Fox Sports stuff of last or, or having them as the seventh overall pick as – Pro Football Talk is talking about with that ranking, but are they a good football team yet? I, I don't. I have to see it first. Can you give us any indication a week from today if any current Buccaneers are going to be on that twenty worst Bucks of the last ten years list? Oh put? no, we're done with the current Bucks. It was just just Aquan. We still got plenty of good ones. You know, but Sabby's still hanging out there. The, <laughs> chance, the chance of Sabby are being hurt all over the place. We still got Dexter Jackson who's afraid to be tackled, and some other ones in there. So. Uh, yeah, we're going to have fun with that for the next handful of days. JoeBucksFan.com. Steve, thanks for the information. We'll be talking during training camp, I'm sure. Thank you. All right, good deal, Ron. Thanks. All right, buddy. We'll see you.